realms of peril and glory will begin after these short messages. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. We'd like to thank our patrons, Dana Ralph, Courtney Jenkins, and Jules B., for their support in making this series possible. If you'd like to join them and help keep the lights on over here at Realms of Peril and Glory and make it so series like Cyborg continue to be made, then please head over to patreon.com slash lightandtragic, show your support, and get some cool stuff in return. We'll see you there. Hello and welcome back to Realms of Peril and Glory. My name is Pip Gladwin and this is our Cyborg actual play. Cyborg is a dark cyberpunk RPG from Stockholm Cartel, written by Christian Salen and published by Free League. Now, I tried to get the players back for this game, but none of them were available, so I've been forced to cobble together four AIs based on their personalities. So let's meet them now. We've got Maddie Searle. Bleep bloop, I'm Maddie Searle, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm going to be playing Blythe, whose pronouns are he, him. His class is Discharged Corp Killer. And we have Zachary Fortis-Gum. Hello, I'm Zachary Fortis-Gum, uh, Fortis, uh, Fortis, uh, and I am playing Kehira, a nanomancer, and my pronouns are he, him, and so are his. And we also have James Barbarossa. Hello, uh, do, do, do you, fun, fun, sexy singles in your area, um, I'm James Barbarossa, uh, what did I say last time, um, a chaos demon compressed into a vinyl being played by a Victorian gramophone, and I will be playing Edge Impulse, a renegade cyber slasher, and both of our pronouns are he, him. And last but not least, uh, Sharmini Bundell. Hello, I am Sharmini. I am Cheezoid's even cheesier sibling. I use she-her pronouns and I am playing Pyrex, who is an orphan gearhead with a prototype crawler drone called Bags. Love Bags so much. He also uses she-her. So, last time uh, in our cyborg actual play, our little crew of Pyrex, Edge, K, and Blythe got themselves a job from their fixer, Demo Tune, to head down to the ports and save some mysterious VIP from a VR club being run by uh, a nothing street gang called the Dead 55s. Now, through a combination of shenanigans and uh, skillful lockpicking, our crew were able to uh, gain access to the back rooms of the VR club, leaving Pyrex and Blythe to distract the guards in the VR room while Kay and Edge headed upstairs to find the VIP. 
They knocked out the gang leader through skillful application of nanopowers and opened up the vault door to a strange apartment containing a prisoner. Now, as soon as they tampered with the machine that was plugged into this prisoner's RCD, retinal comm device, two things happened. First, the prisoner woke up, and second, something exploded inside the prisoner's head, and they died. At which point we heard the sound of encroaching sirens coming from downtown Psy uh, and flashing lights in the sky as some kind of security force is headed in the direction of the club that our party find themselves in. So let's see how they are going to get out of this one, shall we? Let's do it! Let's do it! All right then. Another update for all you ne'er-do-wells and miscreants out there. Our eyes in the sky have just picked up a large contingent of AST Secorp vehicles making their way towards the ports. They look armed and dangerous, folks. The kind of heat that could really put a downer on your good time. So if you're partying portside, be on the lookout because tonight, pigs really do fly. So we see the upstairs room of Headhole, the VR club that has just been infiltrated by our party and standing bathed in the light, the neon lights coming in through the window are Kay and Edge looking out at the city ahead of them and the pinpoints of red and blue light that are flashing in the sky coming closer to them and sat between them on a zip-tied to a chair is now a corpse. Okay, Edge, what are you going to do? Okay, I thought you told me that pulling the plug wouldn't kill I didn't think it would. I didn't... Shit. I would like to rush up to the corpse and see if I can find anything. Are they naked? Is there anything on them I can find to identify them? Anything that would give me an idea of what the (laughs) fuck is going on? Absolutely. Um, no, they are dressed. Um, uh, they're wearing quite a smart, suit. like yeah. a yes, exactly, like quite a smart-looking, sharp kind of power suit. Right. That's seen better days. Has obviously been in a bad situation for a little bit of time. Yeah, you move over and just start putting a hand in and, and kind of rummaging around through this this person's pockets. You don't find anything. This person has been whatever they were carrying has been sort of taken from them you do however as you're sort of like rummaging around move the body enough that the head kind of lolls to the side and sort of twists slightly um whatever the explosive or whatever it was that happened to this person it wasn't powerful enough to break the skull um whatever's happened has happened fully in inside the skull so their face is not damaged in any way and yes their head kind of lolls to the side and is bathed in the neon light coming through the windows. Uh, Kay and um, Edge, could you both make knowledge rolls for me, please? 16. Eight. Edge, I think you are a little too concerned right this second with all of the uh, escape plans and how we escape plans, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like the adrenaline is starting to pump now. Kay, you do pay attention when the news is talking about corpse. Because you want to know who to hate. Mm -hmm. And quite right, too. 
you look this person, this woman, in the face now, and you realize, with a 16, pretty certainly, that this is Mahika Vala, the CEO of AST. Fuck. Fuck. Not uh, okay. for comment. It was a clue. There was a clue. It would be meta for me to know from the broadcast that it's AST coming for us. Yes, it, 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 it would. I don't think Kay is, like, listening to the radio whilst on this job, okay. necessarily. Uh, I want to... Uh, I presume with my RCD I can take photos? Uh, yes, I'll say you can. It's a it's a camera in your brain. I'm going to take a photo of this woman and, like, everything that's happened. Like, just quickly go around the room, like, a million different photos to, like, document everything in here. And then if I can't find anything on the body, I'll turn to Edge and say, this is the Corpo CEO. Fuck. Big time. Do, do we need the- fucking go. Do we need the box? What box are you talking about? That she's wired into. Wasn't she wired into a box? She was wired into server, a, a wasn't it? She was wired into a device that the, the power from the server room was powering it. She was wired into yeah. a- Take uh, the box. A scrambler. It's quite a. You could. It's quite a bulky piece of kit, though. Okay. It'd definitely it slow valuable? you down. Do if we you were need it? it? Does it look like a standard scrambler? Does yep, it look looks, like it's special? Nope. Looks pretty standard. Okay. Is, is there a fire alarm anywhere? In this room, no. Have I seen any? I don't think this is a hugely safe building, honestly. Like no. you might spy one on the way out, but nothing twigs okay. your your memory in this second. Not, not to meta, James, but. We can communicate with one another, and they are downstairs. I, I I know. Does any out of character? Does anybody have any strategies? Anybody have any plans of what we should do? I think what you just said was the best strat: is get yeah. everyone out of this. Place. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna send a group text, and I'm gonna say we've been we've been rumbled. We have a lot of computers up here that we might need Pyrex for. She's the hacker, Blythe try and get Pyrex through that door um, and then try and get our ship from downstairs and just get out and maybe try and get as m if anyone sees a fire alarm pull it and try and get this building to be evacuated uh, and I'll meet you at the Edgemobile <laughs> so we will jump downstairs from Edge and K to Blythe and Pyrex Blythe I believe you are still doing your best I'm in VR for real I am impression in, yeah. in one corner whilst keeping an eye on on um, on Pyrex as best you can. When we left you, Pyrex, you were lying on the floor in front of both of these guards, having as in-depth a conversation as you could muster about sports. Sports ball is great. I love yes. sports ball. As one of these guards has just continued going off on one of the sort of finer points of cranial trauma, um, you see in your top right hand display on your RCD that message from Edge. There's windows in here as well, I presume. Uh, this room is windowless. Oh no! Can we, yeah, we, can we just that. hearing the sirens? That's my only plan. Can I see a fire alarm? No, this 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 building I don't think is up to code. Um, <gasps> like many Shocking. other things in this in this city. Can I either in this room or potentially downstairs mm -hmm. see or deduce the electrical workings of the building such that I? could turn off power to this building. Interesting. Um, really machinery. <laughs> machinery yeah. adjacent. Make me a knowledge roll, but you only need to beat a 10. 
I'm going to say, because you're a techie little thing. 17. With a 17 from your lying on your back position on the floor, make a quick <laughs> scan of the ceiling and you recall the the vending machines and the kiosk downstairs. All of the wiring on everything electronic downstairs mm. was like mm. leading up through the floors. And you see that that wiring, as well as all the power for these VR machines, goes up a floor. So whatever is the power to this building is on the floor above you right now. And I have said to get through the door and get upstairs where there's where the computers are. Yeah, in the text. Can I send a text to everyone? Just saying dot 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 subtly question mark. <laughs> uh absolutely fucking not. Okay. Uh, as right. far from subtle as possible. Anyone can veto this. Um I would very much like to run up to the two gang members who are looking after in inverted commas uh Pyrex and just bash their heads together and try to knock them both out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do it. I know, you just look. Oh, it's me. You just sprint at these two guys. Yeah. Um, Fucking okay. absolutely Scooby-Doo style, knock two heads yeah. together like coconuts. Like a sleeping person has just started running. I expect this to be very hard. You are charging across a room at two people. Yeah. First, I'm going to need an agility roll from you to see if they have the opportunity to react before you arrive at them. Yep. So Fair. let's see how you do there. Cool. I have a minus two to this. Just I got a nat 20. <laughs> My Yes, you do. Yes, God. you do. Okay, Maddie, with a nat 20, what I'm going to allow you to do Damn. is I'm going to like to make a first attack for free. Sick. And then we'll roll to see a, a second one because I don't think there's much chance of you taking out these two guys at the same time without that, if that makes sense. But you nat 20. Yeah. You rush and suddenly you're just there in front of these two guys. One of them blinks and turns his head to the side, kind of bored by the sports conversation that's going on. And the other one is looking down at Pyrex. And as he sort of glances up, you're in front of him. What do you do? Yeah, I think I've just kind of leapt over Pyrex. <laughs> like a very chunky I'm just gazelle. Like on the ground and just like flying over. I love it. Slow-mo. Uh, what, what's, what's, the, what's the attack? How are you attacking this person? I'm, I'm very enamored of the grabbing the head and smashing against something. So if they're up against mm -hmm. a wall, grabbing the head and smashing against the wall behind. All right. Well, let's say, make me a, um, let's call it a strength. That is 13. Uh, 13 beats a 12. Roll me a, uh, a d6, please, for damage. That's two. Two points of damage. That was your free attack. Make me another attack on the guy standing next to him. I think I'm just going to go for a well-placed punch in the temple. Right between the eyes. That is 15. 15 is going to hit. Roll, uh, roll me another d6. Two again. Two again. You leap over Pyrex, grab the guy on the left with your left hand and just force his head back into the wall. And as the guy on the right turns and is like opening his mouth to start saying something, you just punch him in the throat. <laughs> Both of them are still conscious and struggling. The guy on the left has your hand over his face, and guy on the right is staggering backwards and trying to draw air into his lungs. Um, and I think in this moment, at least in this little localized area, I think that's going to take us into combat. Um, the way this is going to work is I am going to, I'm just going to roll a d6, one to a three. Uh, our enemies are going to go first, mm. and on a four to a six, our player characters are going to go first. So let's see uh, how that die. resolves. That is a two. 
So the first thing that is going to happen is the guy whose face you're holding, Blythe, <laughs> he's going to make a little, an opposed strength roll against you. That's a 12 for me. Uh, I have rolled a, um, a natural one, <laughs> um, uh, which roughly within the rules of fumbles in combat means, Blythe, you immediately get a free attack. So if you would like to resolve oh. that now. Um, Holy shit, you actually are going to take these two dudes. Yes. <laughs> Just, this is, oh my this is what we call, as technical terms within the RPG business, hitting a motherfucker with another motherfucker. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, would it would it be possible to smack their heads together or is it still a case of attacking them each individually? I th- He nat one. Smack this yeah. guy into the other guy. Cool, yeah, I'll do it. Strength? Yeah, uh, yes, please. Uh, oh no! Uh, it's now four, so. But I'm gonna use a glitch to reroll. Do it. I was gonna say you can glitch. Yeah. Please do. Please glitch. That's 13. A 13 is enough. Uh, you, as this guy sort of grapples vainly at your wrist, trying to pull your hand away from his face, you swing him in the direction of the other guy and uh, just slam their heads together. Uh, roll me a d6 of damage for the guy in your hand. First mm-hmm. off. Two again. I'm going to use again. a different D6 next time. And a D4 of damage for the guy you're hitting him with. For the right. guy you're hitting with him. There we go. Got the, got the tenses around the right way. That's on two again. Wow. Consistent. Yeah. yeah I mean, this really is the Shrek school of combat. <laughs> I'm a modular man. You grab this guy, swing him into the other. There is a, a, a soft crack as there. the back of the guy in your hand's head meets the forehead of the guy on the right, um, who staggers backwards. And as he's staggering away, he grabs for the pistol on his hip, draws it up, and attempts to shoot you, Blythe. Cool. Um, now, in uh, Cyborg, uh, I don't have to do much rolling at all, uh, unless I choose to. Um, so our players roll for attacks. They also roll for defense. So, Maddie, uh, to avoid an attack, you need to test your agility and beat a 12. All right. Um, that's a 16. With a 16, uh, I'm going to say, because I'm feeling generous, uh, given the positioning of the man that you're currently holding by the face, you put him in the way of the gun. Um, and I will just quickly roll his damage. That is a six. He kills his friend. Um, Very cool. But, but crucially, loud gunshots coming from this floor. Ah, shit. Blythe, you swing this guy, knock the other one back. He draws his pistol. As he does so, you just shift this other guy in front of you. And uh, through your sort of splayed fingers across his face, you see his eyes go very, very wide as he's shot twice in the back. And you feel him go very heavy and limp in your hand. You're frightening, um, dude. Amazing. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's a scary thing you just did. You, yeah, you, yeah. You, you are truly a, a beast. You know when you actually hit exactly what you wanted to when you made this character? <laughs> like when you envisioned in your head how cool this character was? This is that moment. Yeah, yeah. And as far as initiative goes, right now, those are the only two people in the combat. Uh, so that takes us to our player characters. We're going to fold Edge and K in on this, just in case. Um, but yeah, who's going? Probably best to, 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 to just 
resolve what downstairs and see what Pyrex does. Yeah. Uh, having been leapt over by Blythe, I'm going to sit up, spin around while sitting on the floor, um, look up at where all the what, all the power cables disappear into the ceiling. Um, mm-hmm. Bags is going to shoot the power cables. Very, very nice. You're taking, assuming, direct control yes. of uh, Bags as a little Mass yes. Effect reference for you in there. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, so uh, given your character feature of preferring machines, you just need to beat a knowledge uh, DR10 to hit those wires. No, three. Ah, uh, three. Um, you could re-roll with a glitch. You could re-roll with a glitch if you wanted sure. to. Sure, yeah, why not? Let's How many glitches do you have? Two. Uh, I suppose may, may as well. Leave that other one to when it counts, though. <laughs> nope, four. Ah, that is that is a shame. Tell me, when Pyrex assumes direct control of bags, mm. is there any... What happens? Oh, I think just um, very still and concentrating. So Pyrex is currently just, like, cross-legged on the floor, looking at where bags is aiming, basically. Just, just very still, very calm, just very focused. As you sort of look up and, and focus on that sort of bundle of wires that are going up through the ceiling, uh, we see... The little crab-legged droid stomp in an adorable sort of dog-sized way over to just underneath the laser turret raises up and then just narrowly misses where you are aiming it. It's this sort of sort of searing bolt of energy slams into the ceiling and dislodges a little chunk of the uh, concrete. It's just like the slightest like like sound of frustration and the sort of squint of like concentration as she like tries to to get the angles right. Who's up next? I have something I'd like to do, if that's okay, James. Kay immediately runs out of the room, uh, back to the room with the um, screens. Yes, Kay, as you leave that room and start running down that corridor towards the room with the screens, you go into the room? Yes. You open the door and you are met with pushing himself up on the desk, looking bleary-eyed and confused. Oh, no. The uh, gang leader that you put to sleep, who's maybe been woken up by the sound of gunshots. He's levering himself up over the desk and, like, he looks directly at you and just goes, What? Um, cool. I shoot him in the face. Yep, but checks out. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you using to do that? Uh, and My smart gun, which is a D6. <laughs> uh, is your smart gun an autofire weapon? Uh, it is. Yeah, it has D6A, yeah. Uh, would, uh, I believe yours is optional, so just let me know whether you're auto-firing or not. I'm not going to auto-fire. Okay, great. Go for presents. Great. I am much better at presents. I figured. Ah, not that much better. <laughs> do I want to use my last glitch? Up to you, my dude. What do you think, James? <laughs> you might need to avoid combat after this, but I guess use your last... If you feel you, you like are, you have to, use yeah, your last Yeah, you are glitch. the softest boy here. I'm the yeah. softest boy. So having one in the in the pocket yeah. is maybe good, but also this guy's going to get a turn, so... yeah. That's that. This but he's feels... also not armed because I took all of his guns. That's he did true. Take all his guns. He could also punch me in the face. He could yeah. also punch you in the face. I'll say if you if you want to immediately, as you open this door, pull your gun out and fire at this guy. If you want to duck back out, you can do that. You won't get far, but yeah, I think that's what I'll do. Is I'll fire and then immediately round the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! Shit! 
<laughs> you duck back around. You duck back around. Amazing. Um, <laughs> great. Uh, we've got Blythe and Edge to uh, take a turn. Yeah. Um, what is below the window in this room? Uh, you move to the window, tearing your eyes away from those flashing red and blue lights, which, yep. while still far off, are getting closer. Yep. And you lean and look down. And what you can see is uh, a three-story drop. It's basically the sort of flat side of this building. It's the edge of this building. The edge, yes, precisely. Yep. <laughs> and thus I am naturally attracted to it, yes. Below you, you can see... Um, a few uh, a few cars and a couple of bikes that are parked up next to the building and milling around them are what you're not sure are either random patrons or potentially other gang members shit this is the front of the building this is this is the side of the building this isn't where you came side in of this the is building. the side of the building like an alleyway uh no it's pretty wide open in the in 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 the ports yeah. This is a big, wide, flat industrial space that people have kind of moved into. Like a lot of the buildings here are shipping containers or kind of pop-ups. There's no other windows in this room. No. Just this one big one. I'm going to roll to see if I'm a fuckhead. James. And if I'm a fuckhead, I'm going to do the fuckhead action. <laughs> James, James, we know you're a fuckhead. <laughs> Now what am I rolling out of? Is it a I don't D10? Know, am I am I a, if above if above a ten I'm a fuckhead? Or, no, if, I, if below a ten I'm a fuckhead. I think only you can answer this question. Okay, Edge thinks really hard about grabbing this corpse in a over his shoulder and just jumping out of the window in an aims to land on on a car to cushion himself and is like backburner plan. That's that's a that's a that's a stage <laughs> two move, plan. Though. Oh, I love it. How many guards did we see on the way in? On the way in, you saw two guards on the front door, one guard on the staircase downstairs, two guards in the VR room. Yeah. You've also heard a gunshot and Kay going, fuck, down the corridor. <laughs> Edge is going to leave the corpse for now mm -hmm. and go and run to the room with Kay. Yep, you see him, like, he's ducked back out of the doorway and is, like, panic-looking against the wall. Can I enter that room? Absolutely. Can I hit the dude with my big <laughs> fucking sword? I mean, you'll, I, I'll say you can. You're going to struggle to because it's quite a small room. But, um, yeah, let's do this. Cool. You reach down and sort of start drawing this ridiculous weapon, which, which you can describe in just a second. You hear, as you're coming past Kay and turning into the mouth of the room, you hear the man inside go, where the fuck are my guns? <laughs> I, I see Kay like duck behind the door and for a second, Ed's gonna be like, the dude? The dude! <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to run round the corner, pull out the Zweihander, which should not be concealable by this trench coat. Um, but it is nanofilament, which I don't really know what that means. Nanofilament to me implies that it is made up of very thin, because uh, like a, a, a filament would be like yeah. a, you know, one of those thin tubes, right? Yeah. So we're talking like a sword made of thin, hot tubes. Thin, hot oh, tubes. Cool. <laughs> it's just Cloud Strife's Buster Sword. It's just Cloud Strife's Buster Sword, but it's made out of a sort of carbon fiber-esque nanomaterial. It just expands out of the mallet space that is my trench coat. 
I'm just gonna bring it down on his head, <laughs> straight into his head. I like it. Roll to attack. I got an 18, Ooh. which is painfully close to a crit, but still not good. painfully a pass, which it's, is uh, good. It's certainly still a hit. Roll your damage. Zero, zero is a 10, right? Z- zero is a 10. I ten the man. I oh, ten, you, te- you do I ten, ten You do ten the man. Um, <laughs> ten him. I apply now, a ten to him. Now, 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 on this man's stat block, he has armor, but unfortunately, Ooh. you took it. <laughs> he is unable to uh, reduce that damage uh, at all. Um, and uh, I'll say this before you describe this strike, James. He does mm-hmm. survive, but only just. How? <laughs> I'm going to come boy. in and snipe that he's kill a, from you, buddy. He's a big, tough boy. <laughs> okay. The aim was to make the man two. Uh, horizontally or vertically? Vertically. Nice. So it's a ghost for his head. I imagine he does instinctively what one might do, which is just try to, like, move back a little. Uh, and I just, like, clunk into the into his shoulder, big chunk into his shoulder, but not kill him, I guess. But that's yeah, your as As you come through the door with this ludicrous weapon, lift it over your head and swing it <laughs> vertically down. You notice as you come in that he's leaning towards the desk and kind of looks like he's moving his hand underneath it. But you bring that sword down and whatever it is that he was reaching for, he values his life over it and takes a step backwards. You carve down his shoulder, slice the desk in half, and as the sort of smoking remains of the desk thump in two to the floor, you see that clearly taped to the underside of the desk was a machete. You've also cut the machete in half. Yeah! Yeah, you did. That's a... That's the, the he split what? Robin's arrow in twain. Uh, that's the that's the nanofilament for you. Very nice. He is bleeding profusely now, like staggering back, holding holding his left arm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get fifteen percent back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May sixth to May thirteenth. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of the 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. 
Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. And I think that is your turn, which takes us to Blythe, finally. Cool. Yeah, I, I thought that that was my first turn, but that was me initiating the combat, so I guess... Oh, yeah, I, I gave you the sort of free... Because I did it before we rolled, so... Yeah, cool. Uh, and then oh. you killed one of the guys on his own terms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, um, I'm going to take one of my throwing knives out of one of my tactical pockets in my trousers and just slap trying um, my aim is to slam it like up under the chin and into the what? like into the roof of the mouth more what? throat stuff this poor guy um, John Wick style <laughs> probably did something in his life to deserve this uh, yeah. Yeah. sigh well the thing he did to deserve this is he's going to try he is going to try and kill us so. yes that is he did try to shoot you roll your attack please Maddie. That was only a seven on strength, unfortunately. So but. Seven on, on strength. You pull one of your throwing knives and lunge forward to take a strike at this guy. He's still kind of grabbing at his own throat from where you punched him uh, and also has this slightly hollow look in his eyes, having just killed one of his friends. He staggers backwards, manages to duck to the side and, and avoid your uh, thrust with the knife, unfortunately. Uh, which takes us to the end of that round, at which point I am going to roll this d6 again, and we'll see which side of this conflict goes first in this next round. It's a three, unfortunately, so it is our defenders again. So first off, the guy that you just tried to stab, Blythe, mm -hmm is going to make a little thing called a morale check because you know you would right now yeah um and we're gonna see how he does uh oh oh is he okay stays no it's not gonna be okay for long man he, he stays the fool um <laughs> yeah he's backing away still but instead of turning to run, he is gonna he is gonna level that pistol at you again, Blythe, and try and shoot All you. Right. So I would like you to roll your defense, please. Cool. Agility? Yes, please. That's a two. With a two, uh, a two is unfortunately not enough. So you have got a D6 of damage coming your way. Does Blythe have any armor? Yes, he's got um, level two armor, so minus D4. He's wearing smart wear. I'm going to roll some damage for this first shot. I apologize. This is an automatic pistol, so he will be firing <laughs> again. That is three on the dice for me. What you got armor-wise? Armor-wise got two, so just one point two. of damage. You take a single point of damage. The first shot blasts out and impacts with your shoulder, but your armor takes the majority of the damage there. And could you make me another defense roll, please? Yeah. And that's another two. Another two. Four that's another die. three on the dice. All right. 
I got three on my armor. So the first shot hits Blythe. Blythe, your shoulders knocked backwards from the force. As you sort of turn into this next shot, it thumps into your chest and you could almost don't react to being shot in the chest. One final shot coming your way. One more defense okay. roll, please. Natty one. Oh boy. Um, My luck has turned very quickly. <laughs> At least I had that cool bit at the start. <laughs> You're going to be taking some damage here, Maddie. Yep. So you know how you rolled a one on your d20? Mm -hmm. I just rolled a one on my d6. So that doubled <laughs> is to a, to a, a colossal two. Cool. Wow. Uh, I only got one on the um, D4, but that's still just one point of damage. You take one point of damage. Now, unfortunately, due to the nature of uh, crits and fumbles in this game, you take that one point of damage and your armor, for now, until you have a breath of time to repair it, is reduced by one tier. Okay. It's been damaged. Yes. What kind of armor is Blythe wearing? Um, I believe it's smartware, so I'm not entirely sure what that is, but I imagine that it's some kind of, it looks like normal clothing, but has sort of carbon fiber in it so that it is a lot more durable than you would expect. Nice. As these three bullets slam into you from very close range, you are aware of some cracking and tearing the next time you move uh, and you're aware your armor's been compromised and lowered by one tier. Cool. Okay, that is the only enemy in the room right now. What I'll say for the you guys, Pyrex and Blythe, you start hearing voices shouting from downstairs and the sound of running feet mm -hmm. coming in the direction of the steps, probably heading towards that sound of gunfire. Next up is going to be our gang boss upstairs. He staggers back from the strike that's just carved the desk in half and he's faced with edge impulse. Few live to tell the tale. Um, and he is going to he's going to make a morale check now he also doesn't back down you are a fool <laughs> he's coming at you, he's not going to try and attack you he's trying to disarm you so he rushes at you and tries to grapple you and get that big sword away from you okay so instead of rolling your agility uh, I'm going to say I did an oppose check before I'm not certain they're in the rule book but I don't think anyone's going to mind. Strength? We're going to roll strength. We're going to roll an opposed strength. Is this a raw strength test? I'm going to say it is, yeah. Cool. I have muscle ups. Fantastic. Give yourself a... What's your current strength bonus? Oh, it's, it's, it's plus one on tests of raw strength. Oh, great. It's My in current rules. strength bonus is a plus two, so it will be a plus three. Amazing. Can you beat my uh, colossal three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got, I got a natural sixteen. Oh, plus three. He lunges across what's left of his office, tries to what? grab at your sword what? with his. What are you doing? <laughs> with his one sort of still functioning arm, and uh, completely fails to wrestle that sword away from you. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> He just, there's just desperation. He wants to live, I think, is what you read from his face. Oh, that's cute. That's our enemy round. Takes us to our PCs, who would like to take the first action. I would like to take this opportunity to finish off the guy who's just shot me multiple times. Love that for you. Give me a strength roll. Uh, that is 17. 17 is absolutely going to hit. That is two. Two points of damage. Uh, Blythe, you take him out. How do you do it? Mm -hmm. I take the knife in my right hand and angle it horizontally and then just jam it into the side of his head. 
there are two sounds that happen very quickly one after the other there is a a very sudden and sharp sound of flesh being pierced and then there is the sound of the flap of Blythe's hand hitting <laughs> this guy's temple as the knife is driven directly into his brain to the hilt he goes limp on the end of the blade and then kind of slides off it and slaps death slap can I just double check the rules? Um, if I'm controlling bags, is that my whole turn? Can I do like non-attacky? I say you can move. Okay, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna control bags first, and then I'll see if you let me do what I want to do. Cool. Okay. Um, uh, bags is gonna try and shoot the ceiling again, please. Trying to trying to blast these wires. Go for uh, it. Yep. Just like just this little little pyrex concentration face. Like get you a little unmoving target. <laughs> that was a natural 20. Oh, nice. boy. What does that yes. mean? A natural 20 means uh, you're going to do double damage. So um, It's wires. I know, but it might make a difference. Uh, roll your damage dice for bags, which I believe is a D10, D12? 12. D12, and then double yes. the result. Ah, that's a two. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. doubled. <laughs> That happens. Yeah, that happens yeah. sometimes. Yeah. It was just more rolling to see how much like collateral damage you did, really. Oh. Um, and it's actually not that much. Okay. Pyrex, you focus up on those wires again. Bags' turret like readjusts a centimeter and then fires again and scythes through this bundle of wires. The VR on one, the lights are on two. Just give me a D2. I think we've only done enough damage to incur one of those two things. That is two. A two is going to be lights. Oh, nice. You angle the turret upwards with your mind and fire the laser cannon into the ceiling. There is a flash and then everything in the building goes dark. Not living the dream. I will remind you, yeah. Bags is auto-fire. Oh, oh yeah. And you're currently controlling him, so you can fire again. Oh yeah, if you hit, you get to fire again, right? Exactly. Twelve. Twelve is exactly what you needed to hit. Roll some damage just for fun. It actually isn't. A 10 was all I needed because of Oh, yeah, that's your thing. You are, so you, are, you are quite right. Right, okay, right. I'm, I'm getting the hang of this. this <laughs> I'm still getting the hang of this. How dare you? Oh, um, that's a four damage. Four damage is enough to also cut the power to the VR headsets in this room. At which point, about 20 very disorientated people are immediately shoved out of VR. Excellent. Which will start making room. in a pitch black room, which will start having an effect as we move forward. <laughs> Do you want to go anywhere, Pyrex? Yes, I would like to, if you'll permit me. Stand up, uh, step around Blythe, dodge past the sort of collapsing body, and just knock on the door. <laughs> That's a free action to knock on a door. You you do that. Just like, knock, knock, knock. We move back upstairs <laughs> to Edge and K. I killed the man. <laughs> yep. Roll to kill the man, James. Can I throw him down the staircase, perhaps? <laughs> yeah. Make me a strength roll. Tight. Uh, that is a 13, 16. 16 is going to be enough. You reach, you sort of drop the, not drop the sword, but sort of let go with one hand on the sword, grab this guy, yank him through the doorway and just hurl him sideways down the stairs. Yep. I'm going to make a little agility roll for this guy to see if he can negate any of the damage that's about to come his way. Man, I love rolling threes today. Um, uh, I love James, it when you roll threes. James, would you please roll a, a, a d6, please? Tasty. That is a four. Uh, you grab him, 
pull him from the office and hurl him sideways down these stairs. There are a series of thuds. The first couple of thuds you hear like underneath them and then not so much with the making noises. And Pyrex, you knock on the door. <laughs> and as you knock on the door, something boom, thuds into it. And you do hear the telltale sound of a neck breaking <laughs> as this guy arrives at the bottom of the stairs. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Job done. Are you, are you going anywhere, buddy? I'm going to go back to the room with the corpse and either, I don't know how many other actions I have in this room, pick up or prepare to pick up this corpse. Are you taking the chair as well or are you trying to cut the, the body away? Yeah. Um, Is there zip tied to a chair? I try and cut it. Yeah, I'm not, not going to ask you for anything. You start very carefully yeah. extracting the body from the chair. Yeah, trying to cut the zip ties with the biggest sword anyone's ever seen. <laughs> very, very daintily. Fantastic. Kay, you're up next. You've just watched that. Uh, uh, sure. Um, and Get to uh, whatever you're doing, Kay. I think I'm going to go to the screens. Two questions here. One, is mm -hmm. there like an intercom to the rest of the building? Well, another thing that I should point out, sort of in the, in the moments between... Edge grabbing this guy and pulling him out of the office is all of the power in the building going off. Okay, that changes things. Mm -hmm. Do I see if there is somewhere where the footage from this screen is being stored? Is it on the servers next door? Is it in here? Where would I see that? Make me a knowledge roll, please. It's goddamn three. <laughs> could be going to the servers, could be like a lot of stuff is is wired and chunky but it also could be you know wirelessly cast somewhere else you don't know okay i'm going to set my flashbangs like underneath and in the server and bolt out of the room as in you're pulling the pins on them all of them two of them two of the three got it yep. you do that and as you bolt out of the room i'm guessing the fuse on these probably isn't super long uh, you hear two almost simultaneous small localized explosions and the big flash of light from that room. Um, and while they're not the most damaging explosives in the world, they certainly will have done some damage to those to those servers that you that you put them on top of. You don't know how much, you don't know how extensively, but it's a hail mary. I want to try and fuck up their shit. From there, I'll just rejoin Edge. You rejoin uh, Edge back in this abandoned, largely empty apartment as he's beginning to cut this body free. Man, did you... Oh, you really fucked him up. It was a simple application of force down a set of stairs, Kay. It's nothing to be nothing to be squeamish about. Now we need to get this body and we need to get out. Preferably, the hacker should take care of the computer stuff, but... I, I, I exploded the servers. Cool, so we're leaving. Yeah. Tight. I am enjoying uh, Edge's like pure misunderstanding of Pyrex's class. <laughs> Pyrex does machines. Yeah. It's a machine. That's all Edge knows. Kay, you've got a choice to make. You can go and get behind Blythe and head out with Pyrex and try and grab some of our shit from the front room. And I can come with you carrying this body. Or you can just go with Blythe and I'm going out the window. By the body. Do you want you me mean, to come with you? Do you mean you mean the body of the person we were meant to get? Okay, uh, I'll give you on your 16, I believe it was, or close to that you rolled on identifying this person and this how important this person is. Whilst the inside of their skull has been scrambled, the corpse like to know 
where their employees are and someone this high up would be tagged to high heaven. The scrambler that she was plugged into was scrambling her tracking chip. That's why they're coming directly here. That body is full of tags. That's probably what the scrambler was doing, deactivating the tracking. Well, can we take some shit out of her? You could try some very impromptu surgery if you want to, but it- You gotta be fucking fast. They're coming, man. Yeah, you both look to the side again and you think on the edge of your hearing you can hear the like hover jets and rotors on those flying vehicles. Fuck it. Let's just leave this building. Let's just leave the building, yeah. Abort abort everything. <laughs> hit the de hit the deck. Let's go. Fantastic. I'm starting to think that Demo Tune might not have our best interests at all. <laughs> no shit. So let's just leave. I propose we leave. Here, take this bulletproof jacket and you have a gun, right? I do. Would you like a shotgun? Yeah. Here it is. <laughs> oh, it's Christmas. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, we'll leave Kay and Edge in the upstairs room there uh, at the end yep, of Kay's yep. turn. Here's I'm gonna make two a, of your eight Hanukkah presents. I'm going to make a quick roll at the end of this at the end of this round. Yes. Finally, it comes up a six. You guys are going again. And uh, who would like to go first? I'm going to run down the stairs, grab Pyrex, head into the other room, and tell Blythe, "We gotta go. Let's go." All right. Uh, I'll give you this for free at the top of this round. Um, you rush down into the room, Edge. Are you leaving the body and going with Kay? Yes. Great. Uh, you all move down. Pyrex, you're kind of inquisitively like you push the door. Yeah. The door was locked, right? Oh, was uh, the door nope, they didn't lock it. They didn't lock no. it behind them. They just oh, they just closed it. I just it. assumed it would it would relock itself. I mean, it's got a dead body up against it now. So oh, I could have. Sorry, I, I'm sorry about the knocking. I okay. uh, assumed it was. It was locked. really I'm, charming. Yes, it I'm made, waiting patiently. It made character sense. <laughs> I'm waiting patiently by the door, ready to. Not sure what Edge is talking about, but. Well, you hear scrambling and thuds from the other side of the door as they move the body out of the way, and then the door is flung open by Kay, who rushes out grabs you by the shoulders and it's like we gotta get out of here um <laughs> at which point you see edge coming down the stairs behind him blithe you're like wiping the blood off your knife oh. at, at which point the you hear the sound of boots coming up the stairs of the room that you're now in and shouts from these guards and almost simultaneously a ragged wailing scream of confusion starts to rise from those people who've been prematurely and quite dangerously unplugged from potentially very long-term VR sessions. And you see these 20 people start to rise. Some of them are sort of clutching at their heads and screaming. You see one of them just runs at another one and punches him in the face. And they go down Holy and just start shit. brawling. Uh, nice. You see a woman in the corner who's just, she's like crying as she starts like tearing at the walls instead of trying to peel the sparse wallpapering and bits of concrete from the walls with her fingernails. This wail goes up and into this room you see the three guards from downstairs begin to enter. As they rush up, weapons ready, confused, they don't see our party. The room is pitch black. There's a few enough glints of light for them to see movement and for you guys to be aware of, of what is going on. But yeah, you, you hear these boots rushing up as one of these guys at the front clicks on a torch and sweeps it across the room, this narrow beam of light. 
taking in this scene of these crazed people out of VR, just disorientated, confused. We see our four party members clustered together by the door, weapons out, some of them covered in blood, bags is off to the side. Yeah, we'll have to see if they can get past these three guards and out of this building in our next episode. So please tune in for that. Um, thank you so much, guys. Yay! Thank yeah. you. Guys, before we go, can I just get some, uh, you know, information from you guys? Like, where can people find you? Not physically, because we don't want a repeat oh. of the incident, but just like, where are you on the internet? That kind of stuff. What are you up to? James. You, at one point in time, back in our in our, in our great world's history, could find me on the Bird app at Barbarossa Fan, um, but may have to find me somewhere else by time of release. Uh, I made the music for this. I make the music for basically every RPG show. And if you like it, you could pay me and I could make some for you. Zach. Yeah, you can find me also on the Bird app at ZachFG. That's Z-A-C-K-F-G. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram and Hive. Uh, though I'm not as active on those platforms, sadly. But who knows? Maybe that will have changed. And I would just love to recommend that you also check out the rest of Realms of Peril and Glory. There's some great stuff around there. Starring all four of the other wonderful people who are on this show already. Thank you. Uh, next up. Maddie, what you got? Uh, you can find me uh, on my link tree. So that's linktr.ee slash Maddie Searle, where you will find all my socials and all the different podcasts that I'm involved in. You can also head to snazzytapier.com, which is my podcast production studio website, uh, where you can find out more about the things that I do. Shamini. And you can find me by searching S Bundell, that's S B U N D E L L, or talking about the science of TTRPGs with the RP Geeks at RP Geeks D and D. And I have been your humble dungeon master, Pip Gladwin. Um, you can find me at Pip underscore Gladwin on that one app if it still exists, uh, and a few other places. But you know, check out uh, various podcasts. Check out everything else on Realms of Parallel Glory. Check out some Rusty Quill stuff, maybe. Uh, check out Victoriosity. I'm in. I'm in things. Um, and if you uh, enjoy Realms of Peril and Glory, um, then, you know, maybe consider uh, picking up the Patreon. You can get your bonus shows, get your ad-free listening, uh, potential live shows, lots of extra content. And follow us on the socials at Realms Pod on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out the link in the bottom of the podcast description for our merch store. There's some cool stuff in there. And that is all I have to say. Uh, we're going to have to love you and leave you and see you next time. Farewell. Goodbye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.